The CEO of Roku thinks his TDOS will come to dominate the smart TV market in the same way Android dominates smartphones. Here are five reasons that isn't likely to happen. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is March 10th, 2022. Anthony Wood, the CEO of Roku, has been widely quoted this week. He's been talking up Roku's opportunity to come to dominate the TV OS market. Earlier this week, he said, We still have a lot of people using Samsung, LG and Vizio. But over time, they're going to switch to licensed third-party operating systems. The economics of monetization, feature sets, and the resources just don't support an overabundance of solutions for streaming OS. Uh, he also compared the evolution of the smartphone market to the connected TV market in the Q4 earnings call last month. He said... There used to be lots of different companies making phones and phone software stacks. And now every phone that you can buy comes with either Android or iOS. And the same thing is happening in TVs. This is a very bold statement, I have to say. But why shouldn't he be? After all, he probably thinks his company is way undervalued. The stock in Roku was at $480 in July of last year and sits at a quarter of that, $118 today. So clearly the market thinks that the company was way overvalued at $480 uh, and thinks it's worth a lot less. But the question is, is Mr. Wood right? Can Roku emerge as one of the two or three TV dominant OSs? That would justify a way higher valuation than the company is getting today. Well, looking at US market data from eMarketer, it certainly looks like the company's a good proportion of the way there. eMarketer says that 52% of connected TV users in the US used a Roku-powered device in 2021. And it expects that share to increase to 54% in 2023. But I've got to say, I don't think there is a chance the market will consolidate around two or three OSs anytime soon. And I actually, I wonder if it will ever consolidate. But we'll get to that in just a second. I have five reasons why, and I'm going to quickly run you through what those five are. Well, the first one is that Roku itself has shown other hardware OEMs that they need a service business, that they need to be in ads. They need a platform uh, and a platform to support that. And a great example is Vizio. Vizio IPO'd early last year. And in that IPO process, it has really pivoted its entire business around the opportunity for platform sales, just as Roku did. Um, and in fact, Vizio calls its platform business Platform Plus. So let's look at how the company, how Vizio did in 2021 with the new renewed focus on its Platform Plus business, which includes advertising. 
Well, the company earned $2.1 billion in revenue in 2021. And of that, the lion's share went to hardware sales. $1.8 billion of that $2.1 billion was hardware sales. Only $309 million went to Platform Plus. Although I have to say, between 2020 and 2021, platform the platform business did double. But if we then look at the total gross profit for Vizio in 2021, that was $326 million. Of that $326 million, two-thirds came from the platform business. So $200 million of that $300 million earned from Platform Plus was straight to the bottom line. It was gross profit. So that illustrates how valuable these platform businesses are becoming to smart TV manufacturers. Are they seriously going to give away the business to Roku? It's driving most of their profits. Their shareholders would revolt if they did that. And actually, if you look at Vizio's progress, I mentioned the Platform Plus business of more than doubled, doubled revenue over the last year, but other key performance indicators are headed in the right direction as well. If you look at every average revenue per unit, that's the average revenue derived from people watching content on the platform, watching advertising supported content on the platform, it has grown at Roku from $13 per year to nearly $22 in 2021. So that's between 20 and 2021. And they're actually catching up to Roku pretty fast. Roku is $41. So I think that's pretty good performance from Vizio. And you know what? I bet if you go and talk to Samsung, LG, and other major manufacturers that are in this, in, in this transition to developing a platform business, I bet they're seeing exactly the same trends. So that's my first reason. Uh, the, this platform business is just way too valuable to them, particularly in driving profit. The second reason is that the, the truth is that Roku has built a superb smart TV partner business. But the truth is that none of its partners have totally committed to it. They're not willing to risk that. Let's let's look at Hisense. Hisense is a Chinese manufacturer of televisions who's well, probably I think about sixth or seventh largest in the US today. Uh, and is actually uh, around the world, very, very uh, growing in popularity around the world. When they launched in the US, they were a very close partner of Roku and they launched, they allowed most of their smart TVs to be powered by Roku. But at CES in 2022, they introduced three new model lines. Not a single one of those TVs were powered by Roku. And looking at their website, the majority of Hisense TVs in the US today are actually powered by Android TV. 41 of them are Roku, powers 29 and uh, two are powered by Hisense's own bidder and two are powered by Comcast's X-Class TV, TVOS. And you will find the same if you look at another close partner of Roku, TCL. It also has Android TV models in market uh, and continues to release new models with those. So Roku's partners are not willing to commit totally to the Roku OS. Uh, so that's a problem as well, I think, for Roku. 
The third issue is that while Roku is emerging as a dominant force in the US market and the North American market, uh, it's also doing extremely well in Canada and in uh, Mexico, it is a small player internationally. In Europe, for example, Amazon Fire TV is much more dominant. It, it's, it's much more dominant as a TV operating system. Google TV, Android TV are also doing way better than Roku, as is Apple TV. The first mover advantage Roku has in the US, it does not have outside of North America at all. And in fact, the dominant TV OSs outside of the US are Samsung Tizen and LG with its WebOS. They are way more popular on a worldwide level than Roku or any other of the TV OSs that I've mentioned. And if we look at the smart TV manufacturers, if we look at Samsung, LG and Vizio, they're really competitors to Roku not potential partners. Uh, for example, they each have ad solutions. Roku has one view, Samsung has Samsung ads, LG has LG ads, and Vizio has Vizio ads. They each have their own fast service, free ad-supported TV service. Samsung has Samsung TV+, Plus. LG has channels, Vizio, Vizio has watch free, and they all compete head-to-head with the Roku channel for people's viewing time and advertising dollars. So the truth is that these guys are really competitors of Roku. And the idea that they will give up on all of this investment in ad platforms and free ad supported services and app platforms and all the rest, they're just going to abandon their ad and fast services and hand them over to Roku Uh, I just don't think that that's likely at all in the short or the long term, particularly when you look at the economics, which seem to be working out pretty darn well for Vizio at the moment. Now, my fourth reason, this, I think, is the most powerful reason why Samsung and LG will never give up on their own TV OSs. And that is both of these companies watched this, the opportunity for a platform business on their smartphones go to Android when they switched to Android. I bet there are lots of people in those companies that curse the day they did, they did that because in so doing, they gave away all that mobile advertising revenue. They gave away all the potential to earn money from the apps sold on through their devices and all of the other follow on business that comes along with owning the TV OS. I think there is no chance that they are going to make that same mistake again. And they're going to stick with their TV OSs for as long as they possibly can and possibly forever. And that brings me to my last point, why I think the TV OS market may never consolidate. Now, don't get me wrong. The TV OS market is a mess. There are at least a dozen major providers with significant market share around the world, and there are a whole bunch of smaller ones as well. And each one of these all have different processes and procedures for serving ads, for bringing on content and streaming and delivering that content for app 
creation and management for metadata and on and on. They're all different processes and this makes it incredibly hard for everyone in the ecosystem, in the connected TV ecosystem to support them all. It's tough for advertisers, service providers, even the tech providers that are trying to knit this all together. There's a tremendous amount of energy required to really get good coverage across all of these different platforms. But there is a good chance that the market will become unified, but it will not be around one or two dominant TVOSs. Instead, I think there's a chance that the market will consolidate around a set of standards that define how ads, apps, content, metadata, etc., etc., work between all of these platforms. So the platforms will come to support a set of standards that work everywhere. Now, there are many incentives for TV owners to get on board with this, but first they must realize that if none of them are willing to throw in the towel on their TV OSs, which they aren't, the complexity that this creates will hold the market back for everyone. And I think there may be just a glimmer of hope that they are beginning to realize that. So, okay, so when could all of these standards come into existence and and it become much more easier for the ad providers and service providers and tech providers in this space to support all of these different platforms? Well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And this, we could be talking about a decade-long process. So it may not be done until 2030. Wow, that sounds a long way off. But I really do think that that there is a good chance that that is how the market becomes unified. What I see happening in the market right now is that the foundational work is being done already. So efforts like IDA, which establishes a single ID for content, helps people track content between platforms. Unified ID 2.0 provides for cookie-less targeting on multiple advertising platforms, and it will work just as well on smart TVs as everywhere else. Vast 4.0, well, this really defines a lot of the communication required for server-side ad insertion, which is an essential component of this ecosystem for connected television. And now a bunch of other emerging standards throughout the tech stack uh, of connected TV that are emerging and begin and starting to be starting to coalesce now. Uh, as I say, it's going to take a while. But at least I feel like the gun has been fired and that we're actually moving down that path. So there you are. These are my five reasons why I think Anthony Wood, CEO of Roku, is wrong. That the TV OS market will not consolidate around two or three TV OSs. Those reasons are that first, Roku has shown hardware OEMs that the platform business is too valuable to give away. Second, Roku's partners aren't yet ready to commit totally to them. They're supporting multiple TVOSs. Third, that Roku is not dominant in international markets. In fact, it's a small player in those markets. There's no chance that it's going to dominate in Europe and beyond anytime soon. 
Fourth, that the smartphone lesson learned by TV OEMs that were participating in the smartphone market mean that there is no chance whatsoever that they're going to repeat that same mistake. And finally, I think there's a good chance that over the next eight years, 10 years, TV standards will be established that make it possible for all of the TV OSs to exist separately, but support a single set of unified standards, making it easy for everybody to participate in the connected TV market. That's my reasons why I don't think there will be consolidation in the connected TV market. I have posted a lot of the data that I've talked through here. You'll find clearly laid out in the posting of this podcast on my website. So if you want to pick that up, you can come and grab it from there. Just come to endscreenmedia.com and go to the analysis tab. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for our our newsletter? You can get it daily, daily or weekly right in your inbox. And of course, it's always free. And if you want to leave a comment on this posting while you're at the website, I'd be more than happy to hear from you uh, and hear what your thoughts are on the topic. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media. I'll see you again next time. This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.